0: Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Armenia. This is Segment 1, Bare Bones. The official name is Republic of Armenia, or as they refer to their homeland, Hayastan. The people are known as Armenian to those outside Armenia, but they call themselves Hayastani. They also refer to themselves as Haiki, descendants of Hayk, and can refer to their homeland as Hayk. Armenia is located in southwestern Asia. The capital is Yerevan. The land size is 29,743 square kilometers or 11,484 square miles. It is slightly smaller than the state of Maryland in the United States. The population is 2.97 million. The official language is Armenian. The Armenian Apostolic Church is the national church. The currency is dram. The flag. It is three equal horizontal bands of red on the top, blue, and orange. The color red recalls the blood shed for liberty. Blue, the Armenian skies as well as hope. And orange, the land and the courage of the workers who farm it. The Form of Government Unitary Parliamentary Republic Segment 2, Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate It is a landlocked country located in southwestern Asia. It is part of the Caucasus region, and is bordered by Turkey to the west and Georgia to the north. The southern half narrows to a peninsula, surrounded by Azerbaijan on the east and west, with its extreme southern border of just about 30 kilometers, or 18 miles, bordering Iran. It's interesting to note that Armenia views itself as part of Europe. Geopolitically, it can be classified as falling within Europe, the Middle East, or both. The terrain is mostly mountainous with volcanic peaks, with fast-flowing rivers and few forests. The climate is highland continental, hot summers and cold winters. During summer, the temperature fluctuates between 22 degrees Celsius, or 71.6 Fahrenheit, and 36 degrees Celsius, or 96.8 Fahrenheit. However, The low humidity level mitigates the effect of high temperatures. Evening breezes blowing down the mountains provide a welcome, refreshing, and cooling effect. Springs are short, while autumns are long. Autumns are known for their vibrant and colorful foliage. Winters are quite cold with plenty of snow, with temperatures ranging between minus 5 degrees Celsius or 23 degrees Fahrenheit and minus 10 degrees Celsius and 14 degrees Fahrenheit. The land rises to 4,095 meters, or 13,435 feet, above sea level at its highest point at Mount Aragats, and its lowest elevation is 400 meters, or 1,312 feet, above sea level in the Debed River. Lake Sevan, nestled up in the Armenian highlands, is the second largest lake in the world relative to its altitude, which is 1,900 meters above sea level or 6,233 feet. The land use is 59.7% for agriculture, 9.1% forest, and 31.2% other use. Natural hazards. It's highly prone to earthquakes, occasionally severe, and occasional drought. The environment. Waste management in Armenia is underdeveloped, as no waste sorting or recycling takes place at Armenia's 60 landfills. A waste processing plant is scheduled for construction near Hrazdan City, which will allow for closure of 10 waste dumps. Current issues include soil pollution from toxic chemicals such as DDT, deforestation, pollution of Hrazdan and Aras rivers, the draining of Lake Savan, a result of its use as a source for hydropower, threatens drinking water supplies, and also the restart of the Metsamore nuclear power plant in spite of its location in a seismically active zone. The Metsamor nuclear plant was designed by Soviet specialists, and it consists of two blocks which were put into operation respectively in 1976 and 1980. By the special decision of the USSR government, the plant was stopped after the December earthquake of 1988. After the fall of the USSR, Armenia had a period of energy scarcity, and the government decided to reopen the plant. Ahead of the reopening, the Armenian government invited leading international companies to discuss and recommend solutions for potential earthquakes. After lengthy discussions, they developed a solution, and subsequently Unit 2 restarted on the 5th of November in 1995, six years after being shut down. This resulted in vast increases in the Armenian power supply, allowing power to be used day and night. In 2003, an Armenian chemist, Hakob Sanasarian, claimed that the Metsamor nuclear power plant did not meet internationally accepted nuclear safety standards due to the lack of a containment vessel. The EU reportedly had classified this model as the oldest and least reliable of light water cooled reactors. However, the IAEA has found that the Metsamore plant has adequate safety and can function beyond its design lifespan. In the wake of Japan's 2011 Fukushima nuclear crisis, the combination of design and location of Metsamore was again claimed to make it among the most dangerous nuclear plants in the world. The Metsamore power station is one of the few remaining nuclear reactors of its kind that were built without primary containment structures. Armenian authorities and nuclear experts have also dismissed the possibility of a repeat of Fukushima. Citing numerous safety upgrades, the plant has received since one of its reactors was restored into operation in 1995. In October 2015, a life extension of Unit 2 was agreed to take place in 2017 and 2018, permitting it to operate until 2027. The work will include modernization of the turbine haul equipment, enabling Unit 2's power output to increase by 15 to 18 percent. On July 16, 2020, during the border clashes with Armenia, Vagif Dagali, spokesperson of Azerbaijan's Ministry of Defense, threatened to strike the Metsamor nuclear power plant. He stated The Armenian side should keep in mind that our armed forces have advanced missile systems in service capable of conducting high-precision strikes on the Metsamor nuclear power plant, which may result in a huge disaster for Armenia. Armenia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs responded that the threats indicate the level of desperation and the crisis of mind of the political-military leadership in Azerbaijan, and called it a flagrant violation of the international humanitarian law in general, and the first additional protocol to Geneva Conventions in particular Such threats are an explicit demonstration of state terrorism and genocidal intent of Azerbaijan. Armenia is trying to address its environmental problems. It has established a Ministry of Nature Protection and introduced taxes for air and water pollution and solid waste disposal, whose revenues were used for environmental protection activities. Armenia is interested in cooperating with other members of the Commonwealth of Independent States CIS, a group of 11 former Soviet republics, and with members of the international community on environmental issues. The Armenian government is working toward closing its nuclear power plant at Metsamor, near Yerevan, as soon as alternative energy sources are identified. It is party to several international environmental agreements. Vegetation A discussion with Marine Sargsyan, A candidate of biological sciences and senior researcher in the Institute of Botany said, In each 1,000-square-kilometer area of Armenia, approximately 107 plant species grow. Regularly, many new species appear in Armenia. These species are new not only in Armenia, but in science in general. In this country, you can find almost all the species of the region. There are about 126 endemic plants in Armenia. 10% of flora in Armenia are herbs. Several are used in folk medicine. There are many poisonous plants. Usually the locals recognize which ones are poisonous and they know how to use them. There are 452 vascular plants in the Red Book of Armenia, about 12% of the flora. From ancient times, Armenian people used wild plants in cooking, and passed those techniques down through the generations. Just in mushroom species, there are 290 which are edible. There are 300 different edible herbs. The country is rich in fruits and berries. Among the more valuable ones are walnut trees, apple trees, dogwoods, blackberries, and ribes. Wildlife Many of the world's domesticated animals originated in the area Armenia is located in. Research suggests that about one-quarter of the animal species in Armenia are internationally endangered. There are approximately 75 species of mammals, 43 species of reptiles, and 308 species of birds. Some of these species are the golden eagle, which is the national animal of Armenia, the red deer. These have always been a native of the Diligen Reserve, which is now a national park. In the early 90s, deer could still be seen in the forests of Diligen, but due to poachers, they disappeared from the wild. In 2018 in Diligen, the Ministry of Nature Protection of Armenia, together with the WWF and CNF, finally achieved their long-awaited dream and opened the Red Deer Breeding Center. Armenian mouflon. These are the ancestors of the domesticated sheep. They have a slim figure and males have large curved horns, with the females generally lacking horns. They are suffering a great population decline due to poaching and habitat loss and are on the IUCN red list for endangered species. Pelicans The ones found here are the largest of its kind, also with large wings, short and thick legs, a short rounded tail, and a long neck. These are also on the endangered list. The Caucasian leopard. There has never been a large population of these cats and was considered extinct in the area of Armenia, but one was first spotted again in 2018. There are known to be a couple and two reserves, and seven to nine in Aravik National Park. With the support of the World Wildlife Federation, WWF, a special anti-hunting group was created in the Chicago reserve to rule out any encroachment on leopards. Cinerus vulture. These vultures differ from the other similar types of vultures in that they nest on trees. Although their number is currently stable and not decreasing, with eight to nine pairs, it is very low. The Bezoar goat. It is a subspecies of a wild goat. It is on the red list under the Vulnerable Species category, There are roughly 2,000 to 3,000 of these animals in Armenia. Derevsky's viper. It's a poisonous snake found in the southwestern part of the Javak mountain range up to the border with Georgia. It is an endangered animal and included on the red list. Their habitats are decreasing due to uncontrolled grazing and expansion of arable land. The brown bear. This is the only type of bear in Armenia. It is the biggest animal to be found in the wild. The height of their backs can reach 150 centimeters or 59 inches. And the weight of mature males can reach 600 kilograms or 1,300 pounds. They are listed as vulnerable on the red list. The most dangerous animals in Armenia are 4 out of the 22 species of snakes and the brown bears. PEOPLE Hyke was one of the great Armenian leaders after whom the land of Hyke was named. According to legend, Hyke was a great-great-grandson of Noah in the Bible. He was son of Togarma, who was son of Gomer, who was son of Japheth, who was son of Noah. And according to an ancient Armenian tradition, a forefather of all Armenians. He is said to have settled at the foot of Mount Ararat, traveled to assist in building the Tower of Babel and, after his return, defeated the Babylonian king Bel, believed by some researchers to be Nimrod, in 2492 BC, near the mountains of Lake Van. This is in the southwestern part of historic Armenia, present-day eastern Turkey. According to the 5th century AD author Moses of Korin and Michael Chamshian, Armenia derives its name from the name of Aram, a lineal descendant of Haik Ethnic Armenians make up 97.9% of the population. Yazidi Kurds make up 1.3%, and Russian 0.5%. There are smaller communities of Assyrians, Georgians, Greeks, and Ukrainians. Armenia has a very large diaspora, 8 million by some estimates, greatly exceeding the 3 million population in Armenia itself. There are communities existing across the globe— including France, Russia, Iran, Lebanon, and the United States. Approximately 120,000 Armenians now live in the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region. Armenia is the only official language. Due to its Soviet past, however, most of the old population can speak Russian quite well. Religion Armenia recognizes the Armenian Apostolic Church, the world's oldest national church, as the country's primary religious establishment. The predominant religions are of Christian faith. The roots of the Armenian Church go back to the first century. According to tradition, the Armenian Church was founded by two of Jesus' twelve apostles, Thaddeus and Bartholomew, who preached Christianity in Armenia between 40 to 60 AD. Because of these two founding apostles, the official name of the Armenian Church is Armenian Apostolic Church. Armenia was the first nation to adopt Christianity as the state religion in 301. During Soviet rule, religious expression was not encouraged. The emphasis was on atheism. Armenians had continued to attend church, however, for life crisis events and rites of passage. Over 93% of Armenian Christians belonged to the Armenian Apostolic Church, a form of Oriental, non-Chalcedonian orthodoxy which is very ritualistic, a conservative church roughly comparable to the Coptic and Syriac churches. Armenia also has a population of Catholics, Armenian evangelicals, Pentecostal branches of Protestants, and Baptists. The Yazidi Kurds who live in the western part of the country practice Yazidism. Armenia is also home to a Russian community of Molokans which practice a form of spiritual Christianity originated from the Russian Orthodox Church. There are Kurds who practice Sunni Islam and a Jewish community which has dwindled to about 750 persons attending either of the two synagogues in Armenia. The church has been a symbol of national culture. It has been seen as the home of Armenians and the bearer of Armenian culture. Most Armenians believe in the Christian vision of death and afterlife. The Apostolic Church, unlike some Christian institutions, does not put emphasis on sin and redemption. Likewise, the notion of purgatory is absent. Armenians pay special attention to remembering the dead. After every Mass, there is a memorial service for the dead. The seventh day after death, the fortieth day, and annual remembrance are the accepted way of respecting the dead. Cemeteries are well kept. The communion between the living and the dead is seen in the frequent visits to the graves of the loved ones. Food and brandy are served to the dead. The birthdays of dead loved ones are also celebrated. In 2009, the Constitution was amended to making proselytizing to Armenian apostolic members a crime. History Armenia has been proposed as the site of the Biblical Garden of Eden, Armenia lies in the highlands surrounding the biblical mountains of Ararat, upon which, as tradition states, Noah's Ark came to rest after the flood. Archaeologists continue to uncover evidence that Armenia and Armenian highlands were among the earliest sites of human civilization. Armenia was part of the kingdom of Urartu, established in 860 BC, which also included eastern Turkey and northwestern Iran. Yerevan, the modern capital of Armenia, was founded in 782 BC by the Urartian king Argishti I. By the 6th century BC, it was replaced by the Satrapy of Armenia. The ancient Armenian kingdom was split between the Byzantine and the Sassanian empires around the early 5th century. Under the Bagratuni dynasty, the Bagratid kingdom of Armenia was restored in the 9th century. Declining due to the wars against the Byzantines, the kingdom fell in 1045, and Armenia was soon after invaded by the Seljuk Turks. An Armenian principality and later a kingdom, Cilician Armenia was located on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea between the 11th and 14th centuries. Between the 16th and 19th centuries, the traditional Armenian homeland, composed of eastern Armenia and western Armenia, and came under the rule of the Ottoman and Persian empires, repeatedly ruled by either of the two over the centuries. By the 19th century, eastern Armenia had been conquered by the Russian Empire, while most of the western parts of the traditional Armenian homeland remained under Ottoman rule. During World War I, 1.5 million Armenians living in their ancestral lands in the Ottoman Empire were systematically exterminated in the Armenian Genocide. In 1918, following the Russian Revolution, all non-Russian countries declared their independence after the Russian Empire ceased to exist, leading to the establishment of the First Republic of Armenia. However, this was short-lived. After two years due to the increasing pressure of, on the one hand, advancing Kemalist Turkish forces, and on the other, the Bolsheviks, the small landlocked Republic of Armenia was forced to sign treaties that led to the loss of its territories and to its becoming a Soviet republic. By 1920, the state was incorporated into the Transcaucasian Socialist Federative Soviet Republic, and in 1922, it became a founding member of the Soviet Union. In 1936, the Transcaucasian state was dissolved, transforming its constituent states, including the Armenian Soviet Socialist Republic, into full Union republics. Soviet rule lasted 70 years. On September 21, 1991, the modern Republic of Armenia became independent during the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Levon Ter-Petrosyan was popularly elected the first president of the newly independent Republic of Armenia on the 16th of October, 1991. He had risen to prominence by leading the Karabakh movement for the unification of the Armenian-populated Nagorno-Karabakh. Ter Petrosyan led Armenia alongside Defense Minister Vazgen Sagsyan through the First Nagorno-Karabakh War with neighboring Azerbaijan. The initial post-Soviet years were marred by economic difficulties, which had their roots early in the Karabakh conflict when the Azerbaijani Popular Front managed to pressure the Azerbaijan SSR to instigate a railway and air blockade against Armenia. This move effectively crippled Armenia's economy as 85% of its cargo and goods arrived through rail traffic. In 1993, Turkey joined the blockade against Armenia in support of Azerbaijan. The Karabakh War ended after a Russian-brokered ceasefire was put in place in 1994. The war was a success for the Karabakh-Armenian forces, who managed to capture 16% of Azerbaijan's internationally recognized territory, including Nagorno-Karabakh itself. The Armenian-backed forces remained in control of practically all of that territory until 2020. On the 27th of September in 2020, a new war erupted in Nagorno-Karabakh and the surrounding territories which saw both the armed forces of Azerbaijan and Armenia report military and civilian casualties. The United Nations strongly condemned the conflict and called on both sides to de-escalate tensions and resume meaningful negotiations without delay. Azerbaijan made significant gains during the war, regaining most of the occupied territories surrounding Nagorno-Karabakh and large parts of Nagorno-Karabakh including the culturally significant city of Shusha. The war ended on the 10th of November, 2020, when a trilateral ceasefire agreement was signed between Azerbaijan, Armenia, and Russia, which forced Armenia to return all the remaining occupied territories surrounding Nagorno-Karabakh. Nagorno-Karabakh does not border Armenia, but the unrecognized republic controls the Lachin Corridor, a mountain pass connecting it to Armenia. The economies of both Armenia and Azerbaijan have been hurt in the absence of a complete resolution, and Armenia's borders with Turkey and Azerbaijan remain closed. By the time both Azerbaijan and Armenia had finally agreed to a ceasefire in 1994, an estimated 30,000 people had been killed, and over a million had been displaced. Several thousand were killed in the later 2020 Karabakh War. Current Political and Humanitarian Issues Armenia became a member of the United Nations on March 2, 1992 and is a signatory to a number of its organizations and other international agreements. Armenia has a difficult relation with neighboring countries, Azerbaijan and Turkey. Tensions were running high between Armenians and the Azerbaijanis during the final years of the Soviet Union, The Nagorno-Karabakh conflict dominated the region's politics throughout the 1990s. To this day, Armenia's borders with Turkey and Azerbaijan are under severe blockade. In addition, a permanent solution for the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict has not been reached, despite the mediation provided by organizations such as the OSCE. Turkey also has a long history of poor relations with Armenia over its refusal to acknowledge the Armenian Genocide, even though it was one of the first countries to recognize the Republic of Armenia, the Third Republic, after its independence from the USSR in 1991. Despite this, for most of the 20th century and early 21st century, relations remain tense and there are no formal diplomatic relations between the two countries due to Turkey's refusal to establish them for numerous reasons. During the First Nagorno-Karabakh War, and citing it as the reason, Turkey closed its border with Armenia in 1993. It has not lifted its blockade despite pressure from the powerful Turkish business lobby interested in Armenian markets. On October 10th of 2009, Armenia and Turkey signed Protocols on the Normalization of Relations, which set a timetable for restoring diplomatic ties and reopening their joint border. The ratification of those had to be made in the national parliaments. In Armenia, before sending the protocols to the parliament, it was sent to the Constitutional Court to have their constitutionality to be approved. The Constitutional Court made references to the preamble of the protocols underlying three main issues. One of them stated that the implementation of the protocols did not imply Armenia's official recognition Of the existing Turkish-Armenian border established by the Treaty of Kars. By doing so, the Constitutional Court rejected one of the main premises of the protocols, i.e., the mutual recognition of the existing border between the two countries as defined by relevant treaties of international law. This was, for the Turkish government, the reason to back down from the protocols. The Armenian president had made multiple public announcements, both in Armenia and abroad, that as the leader of the political majority of Armenia, he assured the parliamentary ratification of the protocols, if Turkey also ratified them. Due to its position between two unfriendly neighbors, Armenia has close security ties with Russia. At the request of the Armenian government, Russia maintains a military base in the city of Gyumri, located in northwestern Armenia, Despite this, Armenia has also been looking toward Euro-Atlantic structures in recent years. It maintains good relations with the United States, especially through its Armenian diaspora. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, there are 427,822 Armenians living in the country. Because of the illicit border blockades by Azerbaijan and Turkey, Armenia continues to maintain solid relations with its southern neighbor Iran, especially in the economic sector. Economic projects are being developed between the two nations, including a gas pipeline going from Iran to Armenia. Armenia is a member of the Council of Europe and maintains friendly relations with the European Union, especially with its member states such as France and Greece. In January 2002, the European Parliament noted that Armenia may enter the EU in the future. A 2005 survey reports that 64% of Armenia's population would be in favor of joining the EU. Armenia has a score of 55 out of 100 in 2021 and has a status of partly free by Freedom House. Armenia is in the midst of a significant transition following mass anti-government protests and elections in 2018 that forced out an entrenched political elite. The new government has pledged to deal with long-standing problems including systemic corruption, opaque policymaking, a flawed electoral system, and weak rule of law. The country's politics were seriously destabilized and more than 2,400 soldiers were killed in 2020 when fighting with Azerbaijan broke out over control of the territory of Nagorno-Karabakh. Authorities made continued progress in anti-corruption efforts throughout the year. In February, a corruption trial against former President Sers-Sagsian held its first session, while Prosperous Armenia Party leader Gagik Tsarukyan was arrested on tax evasion charges in September. In December, the cabinet submitted a bill finalizing the creation of a new anti-corruption office which is expected to begin its work in 2021. In April of 2020, the government approved a strategy and action plan for police reform. Meanwhile, investigations into past abuses by law enforcement remain incomplete. Media and civil society groups publicized several brutal cases of domestic violence, including a killing in March in Gumri, when a man beat his female domestic partner to death. He also injured her 13-year-old daughter who spent months in a hospital recovering from the assault. The man is awaiting trial on manslaughter and other charges. Domestic violence is neither a standalone felony nor an aggravating criminal circumstance in the criminal code. According to official data, during the first half of 2020, authorities investigated 395 criminal domestic violence cases. They brought charges against 196 people and sent 62 cases to court. Armenian law does not effectively protect survivors of domestic violence, jeopardizing their lives and well-being. Authorities remain committed to ending institutionalization of children with disabilities. During the pandemic, they continued to transform some residential institutions for children into community centers and to support family-based care. Nevertheless, many children with disabilities remain segregated in specialized orphanages. In April, the government approved the 2020-2023 to Comprehensive Program and Action Plan on fulfillment of the right to live in a family and harmonious development of the child. The program features an alternative care service network, including specialized services for children with disabilities. Armenia plans to guarantee inclusive education by 2025, whereby children with and without disabilities study together in community schools. Adults with psychosocial or intellectual disabilities can be deprived of legal capacity or the right to make decisions, and Armenia lacks supported decision-making mechanisms. A Bill on Rights of People with Disabilities, which is to replace the outdated 1993 law and contain significant improvements, has not yet been introduced into the Parliament. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender LGBT people continue to face harassment, discrimination, and violence. The Criminal Code does not recognize homophobia and transphobia as aggravating criminal circumstances in hate crimes. Public debate around the ratification of the Istanbul Convention descended into hateful and derogatory speech against LGBT people by some public officials, who suggested incorrectly that the Convention aims to promote LGBT propaganda and to legitimize same-sex marriage. Fear of discrimination and public disclosure of this sexual orientation and humiliation prevent many LGBT people from reporting crimes. Openly gay men fear for their physical security in the military, and some seek exemption from obligatory military service. In one case, after a young man disclosed his sexual orientation during the investigation into his alleged draft evasion, the information was passed to a local official who outed him to his family, urging his brother to restrain him for bringing shame to the family. There are 14,730 refugees from Syria of Armenian ethnicity. There is illicit cultivation of small amount of cannabis for domestic consumption, being a minor transit point for illicit drugs, mostly opium and hashish, moving from Southwest Asia to Russia and, to a lesser extent, the rest of Europe. There are trafficking issues. Armenians may be exploited domestically or abroad, and foreigners may be subjected to sex trafficking or forced labor in Armenia. Armenian women and children are exploited in sex and labor trafficking domestically, as well as sex trafficking in the UAE and Turkey. Armenian migrants experience forced labor in Russia, the UAE, and Turkey. Ukrainian, Belarusian, and Russian women working as dancers are vulnerable to sex trafficking, while Indian employment seekers are subjected to forced labor in Armenia. The Tier 2 Watch List Armenia does not fully meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking, but is making significant efforts to do so. Law enforcement authorities did not conduct proactive investigations and relied on victims to self-identify. Prevention efforts decreased and protection efforts were weak, with the government continuing to lack a formal, Victim Witness Protection Program. The government had no convictions, including convictions of complicit government employees, for the second consecutive year and has not had a forced labor conviction since 2014. Legislation was passed to strengthen the health and labor body and training was provided to law enforcement officials. Government and local NGOs provided legal, medical, and psychological assistance housing and monetary compensation to victims. However, civil society continued to provide reintegration and long-term support services without government funding. Government Armenia is a representative parliamentary democratic republic. According to the current constitution of Armenia, the president is the head of state holding largely representational functions, while the prime minister is the head of government and exercises executive power. The Cabinet is the Council of Ministers and are appointed by the Prime Minister. The President is indirectly elected by the National Assembly in three rounds if needed for a single seven-year term. The Prime Minister is elected by majority vote in two rounds if needed by the National Assembly. The Legislative Branch is a unicameral National Assembly Parliament, or Asgayin Zogov, There are a minimum of 101 seats, currently 105. Members are directly elected in single-seat constituencies by proportional representation vote. Members serve five-year terms. The judicial branch consists of the Court of Cassation, which consists of the Criminal Chamber, with a chairman and five judges, and the Civil and Administrative Chamber, with a chairman and ten judges with both civil and administrative specializations. Then there's the Constitutional Court, consisting of nine judges. The Court of Cassation Judges, nominated by the Supreme Judicial Council, is a ten-member body of selected judges and legal scholars. Judges are appointed by the President. They can serve until age 65. The Constitutional Court Judges, four are appointed by the President, and five elected by the National Assembly. These judges can serve until age 70. In addition, there are the criminal and civil appellate courts. Administrative appellate courts, first instance courts, specialized administrative and bankruptcy courts. The Armenian Army, Air Force, Air Defense, and Border Guard comprise the four branches of the Armed Forces of Armenia, The Armenian military was formed after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991 and with the establishment of the Ministry of Defense in 1992. The commander-in-chief of the military is the prime minister of Armenia, and the Ministry of Defense is in charge of political leadership, while military command remains in the hands of the general staff headed by the chief of staff. Active forces now number about 81,000 soldiers with an additional reserve of 32,000 troops. Armenian border guards are in charge of patrolling the country's borders with Georgia and Azerbaijan, while Russian troops continue to monitor its borders with Iran and Turkey. The inventory of the Armenian armed forces includes mostly Russian and Soviet-era equipment. Since 2010, almost all of Armenia's weapon imports have come from Russia. In 2021, 120 soldiers were sent to Afghanistan through NATO to contribute troops to CSTO's Rapid Reaction Force. Armenia has universal suffrage above the age of 18. Citizenship Citizenship is not granted by birth in this country. For citizenship by descent only, one parent must be a citizen of Armenia. Dual citizenship is recognized. The residency requirement for naturalization is three years. Economy Until independence, Armenia's economy was largely industry-based chemicals, electronics, machinery, processed food, synthetic rubber and textile, and highly dependent on outside resources. Agriculture contributed only 20% of net material product, and 10% of employment before the breakup of the Soviet Union in 1991. The Republic had developed a modern industrial sector supplying machine tools, textiles, and other manufactured goods to sister republics in exchange for raw materials and energy. Armenian mines produce copper, zinc, gold, and lead. The vast majority of energy is produced with fuel imported from Russia, including gas and nuclear fuel, for its one nuclear power plant. The main domestic energy source is hydroelectric. Small amounts of coal, gas, and petroleum have not yet been developed. Its agricultural products include milk, potatoes, grapes, vegetables, tomatoes, watermelons, wheat, apples, cabbages, and barley. Industries include brandy, mining, diamond processing, metal cutting machine tools, forging and pressing machines, electric motors, knitted wear, hosiery, shoes, silk fabric, chemicals, trucks, instruments, microelectronics, jewelry, software, and food processing. Fishing is limited to the Arpa River and Lake Sevan. Commercial fishing is not a significant part of the economy. Carp and whitefish are the principal species. Like other newly independent states of the former Soviet Union, Armenia's economy suffers from the legacy of a centrally planned economy and the breakdown of former Soviet trading patterns. Soviet investment in and support of Armenian industry has virtually disappeared. During Soviet rule, Armenia began to develop and concentrate on computer-based high technology, the production of brandy, heavy industry, and mining. The 1991 blockade of the country by Azerbaijan led to a fuel shortage that often left its industries at a standstill. Nuclear energy was shut down after the 1988 earthquake as well, but production was resumed after a few years for lack of other reliable sources of energy. The current trend in industrial development is toward small-volume but high-value products, such as diamond cutting and electronic components since transportation is still a major problem for the landlocked republic. Since its independence from the Soviet Union, Armenia has also been focusing on small-scale agriculture. In 1992, the state-run industries, including agriculture, were immediately privatized as Armenia adopted a Western-style economic system. The unemployment rate is 17% as of March 2021, The population below the poverty line was 26.4% in 2019. The World Bank has supported health reforms in Armenia since the late 1990s, investing in high-impact interventions to improve the quality of care, optimize the health facility network, and introduce financing mechanisms to boost service access and efficiency. Exports $2.54 in U.S. dollar value number is from 2020. Armenia's main exports are metals and diamonds. Other exports include energy, beverages, and vegetables and fruit. Armenia's main export partners are Russia, Germany, Iran, Bulgaria, the Netherlands, the United States, Spain, Canada, and Belgium. Imports. $4.55 in U.S. dollar value. That number is from 2020. Armenia's main imports are oil, natural gas, cereals, rubber manufactures, cork and wood, and electrical machinery. Armenia's main import partners are Russia, China, Ukraine, Iran, Germany, Italy, Turkey, France, and Japan. Urbanism and Architecture There are ten provinces and one special status city, Yerevan, which is the capital, in Armenia. Half of its inhabitants live in the Ararat Plain, which constitutes only 10% of its territory and includes the capital city of Yerevan. Yerevan houses one-third of the country's population. About 63% of Armenians live in urban areas. Contemporary Armenian architecture has followed the basic characteristics of its historical architectural tradition, simplicity, reliance on locally available geological material, and the use of volcanic tufa for facings. During the Soviet era, however, prefabricated panels were used to build apartment buildings, many of which collapsed during the 1988 earthquake. Armenia is noted for its distinct religious architecture as well. Early Armenian church construction was characterized by centralized cupolas, to which niched buttresses were added from the 5th century onward. Households Armenian culture has historically stressed a division of domains among the sexes. The home or household is a woman's domain. In rural areas, women typically work in the home and do all the work associated with the home. After marriage, a woman is expected to bear children and retire from sport activities. Yet, in the metro areas, the role of the woman is increasing in independence. And, in the capital, you rarely see the women working just in the homes. Instead, they often leave the home for work. Generally, a household consists of the married couple and their children, Although inheritance laws have undergone changes and reforms over the years, historically men and women have been treated equally in this area. Marriage Armenians are monogamous. In some cases, marriages are arranged. The weddings are usually quite elaborate and regal. The process begins by the man and woman becoming promised. The man's immediate family, parents, grandparents, and often the aunts and uncles, go over to the woman's house to ask for permission from the woman's father for the relationship to continue and hopefully prosper. Once permission is granted by the father, the man gives the woman a promise ring to make it official. To celebrate the mutual family agreement, the woman's family opens a bottle of Armenian cognac. After being promised, most families elect to have a semi-large engagement party as well. The girl's family is the one who plans, organizes, and pays for the party. There is very little involvement by the man's family. At the party, a priest is summoned to pray for the soon husband and wife to be and give his blessings. Once the words of prayer have concluded, the couple slide wedding bands on each other's right hands. The ring is moved to the left hand once a formal marriage ceremony is conducted by the Armenian church. The customary time to wait for the marriage is about one year. Unlike other cultures, the man and his family pay for the wedding. The planning and organization process is usually done by the bride and groom-to-be. Child-rearing Mothers are seen as the main providers of infant care. During Soviet rule, free infant daycare was available to all, but Armenians preferred to leave their infants with grandmothers and often close kin. Daycare workers were mainly women, During the Soviet era, women were granted their employment after a prolonged paid maternity leave. The practice has continued after independence, pending new reforms, which observers fear may decrease paid maternity leave. Women are considered to be the bearers and transmitters of culture, customs, and tradition, and are seen as responsible for child-rearing. Children are highly valued as they occupy the center of attention in households until they reach puberty. At puberty, they are disciplined and are expected to take on responsibilities. Etiquette Armenians put great emphasis on hospitality and generosity. There is also an emphasis on respect for guests. Culture Armenians have their own highly distinctive alphabet and language. The letters were invented by the monk Mesrat Mashtots in 405 AD and consists of 36 letters. 96% of the people in the country speak Armenian. There are two major standardized versions of Armenian. Western Armenian, which is based on a version of the 19th century Armenian, spoken in Istanbul, and is used mainly in the diaspora. And then there's Eastern Armenian, which was based on the Armenian spoken in Yerevan, and is used in the ex-Soviet countries and Iran. This latter dialect was subjected to orthographic reforms during the Soviet era. There is also Grabar, Armenian, the original written language, which is still used in the liturgy of the Armenian National Apostolic Church. Adult literacy rate in Armenia is 99%. Most adults in Yerevan can communicate in Russian as well, and English is increasing in popularity. Armenian hospitality is legendary and stems from ancient tradition. Social gatherings focused around sumptuous presentations of course after course of elaborately prepared, well-seasoned, but not spicy-hot food. The host will often put morsels on a guest's plate whenever it is empty or fill his or her glass when it gets low. After a helping or two, it is acceptable to refuse politely or, more simply, just leave a little uneaten food. Alcohol, such as cognac, vodka, and red wine— Are usually served during meals and gatherings. It is considered rare and unusual for one to go inside an Armenian household and not be offered coffee, pastry food, or even water. Women and men have equal access to all sectors of the economy. Nevertheless, only five banks out of the total of 57 are managed by women. In terms of employment, there is a high rate of women's participation in the labor force. Also, there is equal pay for work of equal value. More women, however, are working in lower paid jobs. As a result, the average salary of women constitutes two-thirds of men's salaries. The main work areas of women are in the sectors of education and health. The percentage of women working in industry is 40 to 42 percent. Women constitute 63.9 percent of unemployed workers. And women also count for most of the domestic, unpaid labor, as well as for subsistence farming work. Greetings in Armenia consist of handshakes followed by a kiss on the cheek between men if they have a close relationship. Otherwise, just a handshake is usually sufficient. Between women, they usually greet each other with hugs and a kiss on the cheek. Even upon a first meeting, most traditional Armenian women will kiss you on the cheek. Between men and women in rural areas, a woman will wait for the man to present his hand for the handshake. Between good friends and family of the opposite sex, a kiss on the cheek and a light hug are common. The communication style of Armenians tends to be very direct, and they say exactly what they want to say. There is usually no holding back on what one needs to say. In regards to personal space, Armenians tend to speak to one another at a very close distance compared to what Westerners might be accustomed to. With business colleagues, being at an arm's length is acceptable, but with friends and family it is less. In conversing between males and females, no affection is shown through touching, yet between like sexes an occasional pat can be a sign of adoration. Armenians prefer direct eye contact, yet there are no strict rules. Gestures Making a fist and placing the thumb between the index and middle finger is an obscene gesture. Drunkenness and prostitution will be found at times, although these are both looked down upon. When making dates or appointments, things usually start within 15 to 20 minutes after the designated time. However, if one is attending an Armenian event, just five more minutes may end up being hours. Transportation tends to follow a stricter schedule, but if the buses and minivans fill up sooner than the departure time, they will leave. In rural areas, it is typically considered not good to see a woman smoking, wearing shorts or tight clothes, or involved in sports activities. But in the metro area, these things are commonly seen, and these areas are more liberal. Driving regulations are often ignored by drivers, and as a result, accidents are common. Use caution when crossing the street, as the driving culture is very aggressive and pedestrians and bicycles may not be granted the right-of-way. Armenians are very hospitable, and in the rural areas, locals enjoy inviting new people that they meet in for tea or coffee. Even if there is a language barrier, they love to chat and spread their hospitality. Legal Issues The legal drinking age and smoking age is generally considered to be 18, but it's not so strongly enforced. If young children drink and smoke, their parents and relatives will find out rather quickly, as the Armenian culture has strong and deep family ties. Possession of illegal drugs will result in imprisonment and is heavily enforced. Armenia is becoming stricter with some driving laws such as seatbelt use and speeding, but it is still developing and fighting corruption within the government to enforce these laws. In case of an automobile accident, All vehicles must remain in place and stay until the police arrive. Doing business Jeans and more casual attire are generally not acceptable for conducting business. Men generally dress in regular suit and jacket for business. Women will wear business suits or knee-length skirts. Bright colors are usually not appropriate. Armenian women enjoy dressing well and are hardly ever underdressed for an occasion. For meetings, one should show up on time and engage through listening and speaking. Small talk is expected, but for the most part, allow your Armenian counterpart to start and end it. Gift-giving for business meetings are the norm. Souvenirs for the office are the safest ones to give. Adult students. The school year begins at the beginning of September, with the first semester ending at the end of December, and the second semester from the beginning of February to the beginning of June. Casual dress for both women and men at the university level. Raggedy, dirty, and unclean clothing tend to be socially prohibited outside the home. Education Education is valued and is given great weight as an agent of socialization. A national policy directed at the elimination of illiteracy began in the First Republic from 1918 to 1920, and continued in Soviet times, resulting in nearly 100% literacy rate. Women enjoy equal rights at all levels of education. Primary and secondary education in Armenia is free, and completion of secondary school is compulsory. Schooling takes 12 years and breaks down into primary 4 years, middle 5 years, and high school at 3 years. A private higher education system was introduced in 1992. Although there is no discrimination on the basis of sex, some fields have become labeled female. Of the students in the healthcare field, 90% are women. In arts and education, women constitute 78% of the students. In economics, the number drops to 44.7. For agriculture, 41. And for industry, transportation, and communications, it's at 40% for women. The American University of Armenia, AUA, has graduate programs in business and law, among others. The institution owes its existence to the combined efforts of the Government of Armenia, the Armenian General Benevolent Union, USAID, and the Boalt Hall School of Law at the University of California in Berkeley. The extension programs and the library at AUA form a new focal point for English-language intellectual life in the city. Many of the country's most successful young entrepreneurs are graduates of this institution. Healthcare Western medical practices are followed in the health sector. Until recently, medicine and healthcare were universal and state run. The introduction of a private health sector has been discussed. There are already a number of private clinics operating in the Republic of Armenia. In addition, a few clinics operate under the sponsorship of diaspora voluntary associations, such as the Armenian General Benevolent Union and the Armenian Relief Society. Life expectancy. The numbers for 2021 were 72.58 years for male and 79.49 years for females. Food. Armenian cuisine is closely related to Eastern and Mediterranean cuisine, various spices, vegetables, fish, and fruit combine to present unique dishes. The main characteristics of Armenian cuisine are a reliance on the quality of the ingredients rather than heavily spicing food, the use of herbs, the use of wheat in a variety of forms, of legumes, nuts, and fruit as a main ingredient as well as to sour the food, and the stuffing of a wide variety of leaves. The pomegranate, with its symbolic association with fertility, represents the nation. The apricot is the national fruit. Apricots have great significance in Armenia. When you walk through the market, you'll find vendors selling apricots of all sort, from fresh to dried, and in several different foods, such as in apricot-flavored wine and apricot juice. Staple foods are bread and salt. When speaking of friendship, Armenians say, we have bread and salt among us. In the state protocol, when dignitaries are welcomed, bread and salt are presented. Harissa is a traditional meal. It consists of wheat grain and lamb cooked over low heat. Armenians everywhere love barbecued meats and vegetables. Armenia is also a vine and grape country. Breakfasts on non-working days are sometimes major get-together events. In huge pots, kash is prepared. Cattle legs are boiled and served with spices and garlic and consumed with Armenian brandy. Armenia also has its own unique brands of wine and brandy, such as world-famous Armenian cognac. Some popular dishes. Borscht, that is a beet soup. Korovats, a unique Armenian barbecue method where the meat is first placed on a set of high-quality skewers called shish and shampours, then grilled on mangal a grill often shared among neighbors, or less commonly they will bake it in a tonor, a built-in underground clay oven. Kaborga is a stuffed lamb flank. Yalanki sarma, vegetable leaves such as cabbage or other leafy vegetables, filled with a mixture typically combining minced meat, rice or bulgur, various herbs, seasonings, red pepper, paprika, and ground sumac or tomato sauce. Harissa, considered the national dish of Armenia. It is a thick porridge made by slowly simmering korkot, dried roasted cracked wheat, together with fatty pieces of lamb or chicken meat. It is traditionally prepared each year for Easter. Madzun, a yogurt. And madzu gargantag is a yogurt cake. Tanabor is a hot yogurt soup. Sajustu, flat, thin, layered bread. Zash is a tomato-based stew that can be made with either meat or legumes, but always includes vegetables. It's often generously seasoned with a variety of spices. Lula kebab. It is typically consisting of ground lamb combined with finely chopped onions. The mixture is seasoned with salt and black pepper, then skewered and grilled. What makes this kebab unique is the process of kneading the meat for a long time so that it becomes denser and doesn't fall apart. Gapama is a dish typically prepared by stuffing a pumpkin with rice, various nuts and dried fruits, butter, honey, and cinnamon. But there are also some recipes calling for meat. This dish is traditionally prepared between New Year's and Armenian Christmas or other festive occasions but especially during autumn and winter, when pumpkins are in season. Once cooled, Gapama is served whole or sliced up in wedges. Mantı, traditional Turkish dumplings filled with spiced ground meat and onions. The dumplings are most commonly topped with a sauce consisting of yogurt and garlic. Lamajo, known as lamukin in Turkey. Similar to pizza, it's a thin, rounded piece of bread, served with a mixture of ground meat, tomatoes, parsley, and spices, and then baked. In 2016, two Armenian restaurants opened in Russia serving Lamajo, claiming it as an Armenian food. This caused an uproar in Turkey, even leading to media coverage explaining why the dish is Turkish, not Armenian. Turkey was previously outraged when UNESCO recognized lavash, a thin flatbread, as Armenian in origin. Lavash is made from flour, salt, and water and baked in a toner or an underground earth oven and can be kept for one year without turning bad. Lavash is a basic staple and served at most meals. The Arts In the Republic of Armenia, following the policies put forth during the pre-Soviet and Soviet eras, the state has been supporting the arts and humanities. In recent years, because of economic difficulties, there has been a privatization trend. State support is diminishing. In the diaspora, the arts and humanities rely on local fundraising efforts, Armenian organizations, and the initiative of individuals. In the Republic of Armenia, artists are engaged full-time in their respective arts. In the diaspora, however, artists are really self-supporting and rarely make a living through their art. In the area of literature, Armenians have a rich history of oral and written literature. Parts of the early oral literature were recorded by Moses Koronatsi, a 5th-century historian. During the 19th century, under the influence of a European interest in folklore and oral literature, a new movement started that led to the collection of oral epic poems, songs, myths, and stories. The 5th century has been recognized internationally as a highly productive epic. It was also known for its translations of various works, including the Bible. In fact, the clergy have been the main producers of Armenian literary works. One of the most well-known early works is Gregory Narekatsi's Lamentations. During medieval times, a tradition of popular literature and poetry gradually emerged. Armenian literature has been influenced by European literary styles and movements. It also reflects the tragic history of its people. The 1915 genocide led to the death of the great majority of the Armenian writers of the time. The period immediately after the genocide was marked by a silence. Eventually, there emerged a diaspora literature with centers in Paris, Aleppo, and Beirut. In Soviet Armenia, the literary tradition followed the trends in Russia with a recognizable Armenian voice. Literature received the support of the Soviet state. A writer's union was established. At the time of Glasnost and Perestroika, the emerging leaders belonged to a writer's union. In the area of graphic arts, historically Armenian art has been associated with architecture, bas-reliefs, stone engravings, steles, illuminated manuscripts, and tapestry. Since the Armenian Renaissance during the 19th century, interest in drawing, painting, sculpture, textiles, pottery, needlework, and lace has intensified. During the Soviet period, graphic arts were particularly encouraged. A new Armenian style of bright colors emerged in painting. An interest in landscape painting, rustic images, a focus on rural life, and ethnographic genre paintings were noticeable in Soviet Armenia. A national art gallery houses the works of Sarian M. Avedizian, Hagopian, Sörenyans, and other artists of the Soviet epic. In the current republic there are outdoor exhibits of newly emerging painters, and new private initiatives are being made. In the area of music, Armenian music is a mix of indigenous folk music performed with the duduk, light pop, and Christian music. The duduk is an ancient Armenian double-reed woodwind instrument made of apricot wood. It is indigenous to Armenia. Variations of the Armenian duduk appear throughout the Caucasus and the Middle East. It is commonly played in pairs. While the first player plays the melody, The second plays a steady drone called DUM, and the sound of the two instruments together creates a richer, more haunting sound. UNESCO proclaimed the Armenian Duduk and its music as a masterpiece of the Intangible Heritage of Humanity in 2005 and inscribed it in 2008. One of the oldest types of Armenian music is the Armenian chant, which is the most common kind of religious music in Armenia. Many of these chants are ancient in origin, extended to pre-Christian times, while others are relatively modern. Armenian folk, classic, and religious music, as well as its composers such as Komitas and A. Kachidorian, have been known throughout the world. In the area of dance, Armenia is known for its ritualistic folk dance, yakushta. It is considered an ancient military dance, which is a musical, playful, and verbal performance. The dance is usually just performed by males who form a group and face each other in pairs. These pairs move forward and rapidly approach each other. In the dance, there are two types of execution of blows involving clapping the hand or hands of the person you are paired with. When partners slap with one hand, one side becomes an attacker and the other a defensive one. In the event they slap both of their hands into their partner's two hands, the opposing sides attack, fighting and defend at the same time. In the area of performance arts, the Republic of Armenia has thus far continued the trend set in Soviet years. The opera house, the theaters, and the concert halls are the pride of Armenians and have remained highly accessible to the general public. The folk dance ensembles, have also been participating in various international festivals. Artistic Venues The National Art Gallery in Yerevan has more than 16,000 works that date back to the Middle Ages. It houses paintings by many European masters. The Modern Art Museum, the Children's Picture Gallery, and the Martiros Sarian Museum are only a few of the other noteworthy collections of fine art on display in Yerevan. Moreover, many private galleries are in operation, with many more opening each year. They feature rotating exhibitions and sales. The world-class Armenian Philharmonic Orchestra performs at the beautifully refurbished city Opera House, where you can also attend a full season of opera. In addition, several chamber ensembles are highly regarded for the musicianship, including the National Chamber Orchestra of Armenia and the Serenade Orchestra. Classical music can also be heard at one of several smaller venues, including the State Music Conservatory and the Chamber Orchestra Hall. Jazz is popular, especially in the summer, when live performances are a regular occurrence at one of the city's many outdoor cafes. Yerevan's Vernissage or Arts and Crafts Market, close to Republic Square, bustles with hundreds of vendors selling a variety of crafts, many of superb workmanship. On weekends and Wednesdays, though the selection is much reduced midweek. The market offers wood carving, antiques, fine lace, and the hand knotted wool carpets, and kalims that are a Caucasus specialty. Obsidian, which is found locally, is crafted into an amazing assortment of jewelry and ornamental objects. Armenian goldsmithery enjoys a long and distinguished tradition, populating one corner of the market with a selection of gold items. Soviet relics and souvenirs of ancient Russian manufacture, such as nesting dolls, watches, enamel boxes, and so on, are also available at the Vernissage. Armenia has its own distinct carpet-designing traditions, as does its neighbor Iran. The traditional Armenian carpet known as an artsak is notable for its design schemes, often featuring dragons and eagles, and is highly esteemed across the region. Armenia's long history as a crossroads of ancient world has resulted in a landscape with innumerable fascinating archaeological sites to explore. Medieval, Iron Age, Bronze Age, and even Stone Age sites are all within a few hours' drive from the city. All but the most spectacular remain virtually undiscovered, allowing visitors to view churches and fortresses in their original settings. Celebrations and Holidays Religious holidays, Christmas on January 6th. The reason for this unusual date emerges from ancient history. In the 4th century Roman Catholic Church, officials established the date of Christmas as December 25th. Before that time, Armenians celebrated Christmas, or what they referred to as Holy Birth, on January 6th as a public holiday in Armenia. It also coincides with the Catholic Epiphany. The Armenians denied the new Roman mandate regarding Christmas and continued to celebrate both the Nativity and Jesus' baptism on January 6th. Easter is celebrated on April 1st through 4th. Secular holidays New Year's Eve or Aminor or Noir Dari on the 31st of December. New Year's Day is January 1st through 2nd. Woman's Day is April 7th. Peace Day is May 9th. Day of Remembrance of the Victims of the Genocide, April 24th. Independence Day of the First Armenian Republic, May 28th. The Independence Day of the Current Republic of Armenia, September 12th. Day of Remembrance of the Victims of the Earthquake, December 7th. Sports A wide array of sports are played in Armenia, the most popular among them being wrestling weightlifting, judo, association football, chess, and boxing. Armenia's mountainous terrain provides great opportunities for the practice of sports like skiing and climbing. Being a landlocked country, water sports can only be practiced on lakes, notably Lake Sivan. Competitively, Armenia has been successful in chess, weightlifting, and wrestling at the international level. Armenia is also an active member of the international sports community with full membership in the Union of European Football Association, or the UEFA, and International Ice Hockey Federation, IIHF. It also hosts the Pan-Armenian Games. Prior to 1992, Armenians would participate in the Olympics, representing the USSR. As part of the Soviet Union, Armenia was very successful, winning plenty of medals and helping the USSR win the medal standings at the Olympics on numerous occasions. The first medal won by an Armenian in modern Olympic history was by Grant Shahinyan, sometimes spelled as Grant Shaginyan, who won two golds and two silvers in gymnastics at the 1952 Summer Olympics in Helsinki. Armenia first participated in the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona under a unified CIS team where it was very successful, winning three golds and won silver in weightlifting, wrestling, and sharpshooting, despite only having five athletes. Since the 1994 Winter Olympics in Lilihamar, Armenia has participated as an independent nation. Traditional Armenian wrestling is called kok, and practiced in traditional garb. It was one of the influences included in the Soviet combat sport of sambo, which is also very popular. Armenia has been very successful in chess, winning the world champion in 2011 and the World Chess Olympiad on three occasions. Transportation There are seven airports with three registered air carriers. There are 780 kilometers or 458 miles of railway. There are 3,838 kilometers or 2,385 miles of gas pipelines. There are a total of 7,700 kilometers or 4,785 miles of roadways. Primary roads are frequently in poor condition, with stretches of missing pavement and large potholes. Some roads, shown as primary roads on maps, are unpaved and can narrow down to one lane. Secondary roads are normally in poor condition and are often unpaved. Roads may not have signs. Police and emergency medical services may take a long time to reach remote regions. Communications Fixed telephone lines are 14.9 out of 100 inhabitants. Cellular subscriptions are at 119 out of 100 inhabitants. Internet users are 64.7% of the population. Broadband fixed subscribers 12.73 out of 100 inhabitants. Armenia's government-based public television network operates alongside 100 privately-owned TV stations that provide local to near-nationwide coverage. Three Russian TV companies are broadcast in Armenia under interstate agreements. Subscription cable TV services are available in most regions. Several major international broadcasters are available, including CNN. Armenian TV completed conversion from analog to digital broadcasting in late 2016. Public Radio of Armenia is a national, state-run broadcast network that operates alongside 18 privately owned radio stations. The telecom market struggles to provide an effective national telecom service. The country remains dependent on the economic health of Russia and EU economies. Fixed-line telecom services are falling, driven by growth in mobile and fixed-line broadband, the growth of 4G networks, and falling prices due to growing competition. Strong growth is predicted for mobile broadband market. The government is participating in a project to ensure eventual nationwide 5G network. It has approved plans for a new data center built via public and private partnership. Communication technology sectors have attracted foreign investment. The top importer of broadcast equipment is China. At present, most of Armenia's satellite needs are met by Russia in terms of satellite communications, Earth observation, and positioning, navigation, and timing services provided through Russia's GLONASS and China's Beidou. Television, magazines, and newspapers are all operated by both state-owned and for-profit corporations, which depend on advertising, subscription, and other sales-related revenues. The Constitution of Armenia guarantees freedom of speech. As of 2020, the biggest issue facing press freedom in Armenia is judicial harassment of journalists, specifically defamation suits and attacks on journalists' right to protect sources as well as excessive responses to combat disinformation spread by local media users. Reporters Without Borders also cites continued concerns about lack of transparency regarding ownership of media outlets. Energy Access to electricity is 100%. Armenia has no proven reserves of oil or natural gas and imports nearly all of its gas from Russia and Iran. Three main energy sources for electricity generation in Armenia are natural gas, nuclear power, and hydropower. Its nuclear power plants generate about 43% of the energy needs, thermal power plants about 24%, and the remaining from hydroelectric power plants. Travel Numerous monuments and masterpieces of the ancient era and Middle Ages can be found throughout the country. Tourism in Armenia is rooted in the country's historical landmarks and natural attractions such as the water resorts of Lake Sivan, the hot springs of Arzni and Jermuk, the forests of Dilijan, Agvarin, Sag Kadzor, Jurkaran, and Gukark, and the mountainous natural caves and cliffs of the southeast region. The 5,165-meter, or 16,945-feet, Mount Ararat geographically located in Turkey, is a national symbol of Armenia and is visible from much of the southwest region. Yerevan is the capital city and is one of the oldest continuously inhabited cities in the world. Some things to see there. Republic Square took nearly 50 years to complete, though most of it was built in the 1950s. It is home to numerous landmarks, like the History Museum, the National Gallery, and the Government House. A truly magnificent thing about the square is its musical fountains. From early spring to late fall, there is a fantastic fountain and light show that is accompanied by some great music of various genres. Ararat is the oldest brandy company in the country, opening in 1887 by merchant Nurses Tyrants. It later became the supplier of His Imperial Majesty's Court, and since then the world-renowned brandy has been admired by many including Frank Sinatra, Agatha Christie, and Winston Churchill. The distillery is open for tours, which includes a tasting. The tour takes place in the in-house museum, where visitors learn about the history of the company and the making of this fine alcohol. In addition to walking around the old cellar, visitors get to taste two or three types of the fine brandy. A visit to Ararat is a must for any brandy connoisseur. Lake Sivan, in the heart of Armenia, is the country's largest lake. It's surrounded by some stunning monasteries, providing a glorious scenic backdrop to a relaxing trip. Windsurfing is among the recreation activities available at the lake, which also has a wide choice of excellent seafood restaurants along its shore. Lake Sivan has a number of popular beaches, with the surrounding mountains providing spectacular scenery. Dilijan National Park is one of the four national parks in Armenia. It is famous for its medicinal mineral water springs, as well as its natural monuments. Many of the country's important cultural locations can be found within the grounds. Noravank Monastery is one of the most beautiful in the country. Sheer brick-red cliffs shield the monastery, which was built in the 13th century. Noravank is famous for its Holy Mother of God Church, while the story goes that the monastery was saved by God himself when Armenia was conquered by the Mongols hundreds of years ago. Gyumri is the second largest city in Armenia. Here you can see the massive statue, Mother Armenia, many cultural institutions, museums, and the Kumeri historic district with a thousand ancient buildings. Amberd Fortress dates back to the 7th century and is one of the most stunning places to visit in Armenia. Formerly among the Armenian kingdom's primary military defensive points, the fortress can be reached in about an hour from the capital city, Yerevan. Some cautions. Avoid traveling at night due to poor road conditions and limited emergency response resources. Police may seek bribes during traffic stops. Winter travel can be hazardous, especially in mountainous areas. Be wary of gasoline being sold on the roadside in various containers. Gasoline quality can be very poor. Public transportation may be unreliable and uncomfortable. Sexual assaults have been reported. Mini buses are dangerous, overcrowded, poorly maintained, lack seat belts, and frequently involved in accidents. Traveling by local unregistered taxis without meters can prove difficult if a price is not negotiated ahead of time. Crime is relatively low, and violent crime is infrequent. When police are called, they routinely show up. Vehicle break ins and thefts are rare, but are the most common crimes. Police indicate that there is a criminal group in Yerevan that targets foreigners and burglarizes rented apartments when the victims are away. SEGMENT 3. WHO IS Moses Koronazi, or Moses of Korine, was a prominent Armenian historian from the period of late antiquity and the author of the History of Armenia. In his History of Armenia, Moses of Korine describes the past of the Armenians from the earliest stages until the death of Moses' teacher Mesrat Mashtots the monk who had created the Armenian alphabet in 439 CE. This consists of three books. André Agassiz was ranked the number one tennis player in the world in 1995. He has won the Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, the French Open, and an Olympic gold medal. Ross Bagdasarian, a cartoonist and creator of the Chipmunks with Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Cher, or Sherilyn Sarkissian, Actress and singer known for The Sonny and Cher Show, The Witches of Eastwick, and won Best Actress Oscar for Moonstruck. Dr. Raymond Damadian, inventor of the MRI diagnosis machine or magnetic resonance imaging. Steve Jobs, co-founder of Apple Computer. Dr. Varaztad Kazanjian, the father of plastic surgery and a Harvard professor. He was a pioneer of new techniques to prepare damage to World War I soldiers, known in his day as the Miracle Man of the Western Front. Dr. Jack Kevorkian, a physician who some called Dr. Death. He was a medical pathologist who willfully helped dozens of terminally ill people end their lives, becoming the central figure in a national drama surrounding assisted suicide. He argued for the right of terminally ill to choose how they die. He spent eight years in a Michigan prison after being convicted of second-degree murder in the death of several patients. The Zilgian family, the world's largest cymbal manufacturer, by using secret family production techniques that produces excellent sound from a very strong metal. The two brothers founded the Sabian Cymbal Factory and Meduktik, New Brunswick, Canada, before an argument led one brother to quit the company and form a rival brand carrying the family name Zildjian. Segment 4, Who Would Have Thought? Armenia is famous for The Ottoman government orchestrated the systematic extermination of 1.5 million Armenians in 1915, an act known as the Armenian Genocide. Although Turkey, the successor state of the Ottoman Empire, denies it was genocide, 28 governments around the world, including Britain, Russia, and France, recognize the events as an act of genocide. Interesting Info In 2011, archaeologists claim to have found the oldest winery on the planet in a cave near the village of Arini. Armenia was the first country to adopt Christianity as the state religion. Chess is actually part of the school curriculum. It has proven itself to have the world's greatest players winning several championships. There are more Armenians living outside of Armenia than inside. The events of 1915 forced millions to flee abroad, where they established strong communities in the U.S., Russia, and France. There are thought to be some 5.6 to 8 million people of Armenian descent living abroad while the population of Armenia is about 3 million. There's a widely held belief in Armenia that Noah's Ark is embedded in ice atop Mount Ararat. Despite many expeditions, this Ark has never been found. But that doesn't stop it appearing on Armenia's coat of arms. This holy mountain, Mount Ararat, has passed between the kingdoms of Armenia, Persia, Russia, and Turkey, where it is now located. The city of Yerevan used the local rosy volcanic rock to construct many of the city's buildings, which is where the cityscape gets its pink hue from, and referred to as the Pink City. Armenia is famous for its cognac. According to the Guinness World Records, the Tatev aerial tramway is the longest non-stop double-track cable car at 5,752 meters, or 18,871 feet. It offers spectacular views over the Vorotan River Gorge, connecting the village of Halazor with the Tatiev Monastery. It is home to 345 of the estimated 530 European bird species. It has won one gold and three silver medals at the Rio Olympics, all of which were in wrestling or weightlifting. The tasty flatbread known as lavash is the cornerstone of the Armenian dinner table. This bread was placed on UNESCO's list of intangible cultural heritage in twenty fourteen. The largest lake in the Caucasus and covering one sixth of Armenia's territory is Lake Sivan. Armenia has three UNESCO World Heritage Sites The Monasteries of Hagpat and Sanahin. These are two Byzantine monasteries in the Tumanian region from the period of prosperity during the Chiorikian dynasty the 10th to the 13th century. They were important centers of learning. Sanahin was renowned for its school of illuminators and calligraphers. The two monastic complexes represent the highest flowering of Armenian religious architecture, whose unique style developed from a blending of elements of Byzantine ecclesiastical architecture and the traditional vernacular architecture of the Caucasian region. The cathedral and churches of Ekmiatsin and archaeological site of Zvarnats. The cathedrals and churches and the archaeological remains graphically illustrate the evolution and development of the Armenian central-domed, cross-hall type of church, which exerted a profound influence on architectural and artistic development in the region. The Monastery of Gegard and the Upper Azat Valley. The monastery contains a number of churches and tombs, most of them cut into the rock, which illustrated the very peak of Armenian medieval architecture. The complex of medieval buildings is set into a landscape of great natural beauty, surrounded by towering cliffs at the entrance to the Azat Valley. Armenia is one of the only mono-ethnic countries in the world. 97% of the people living there are Armenian. There is a village in Armenia that is lined with a row of tall wooden poles with the sole purpose of providing a perch for storks to nest. These storks migrate to Africa every year before the winter arrives and return when it's spring. Levon's Divine Underground is one of Europe's most unusual attractions. Leova or Levon, a Rakelian, a builder by trade, was already 44 when his wife Tosia asked him to create a potato cellar beneath their home in Arene, Armenia. Yet by the time he passed away at the age of 67, he had dug a stunning series of caves beneath their home, using nothing but hand tools, instinct, and a tireless work ethic. Lavon began chipping away at the earth back in 1985 when his wife requested that he build a root cellar beneath their home where she could store potatoes. However, once he started, he simply couldn't stop. Tosia has since said that her husband was motivated by dreams and visions, in which a voice told him he must continue carving that cave. He worked every day, often for up to 18 hours, with little rest and only his small hand tools to carve the hard rock, shunning traditional support structures or power tools. He included stairs, halls, twists, and multiple rooms going as deep as 70 feet beneath the house. He also created small shrines and artistic carvings all throughout the cave system, giving it a properly sacred feel. In 2008, Levon passed away, still planning on working on expanding the caves. Today, the widow Tosia runs a small museum devoted to his efforts out of their home and gives tours of the strange caves that her husband created. A small room now acts as a makeshift museum, displaying artifacts, pictures, and publications dedicated to Levon's life of devotion to the cave. On the tour, his wife also notes one particular point in the cave which her husband claimed had special magnetic properties. The late Levon's devotion to creation and stonework is also reflected in the stone mosaic portraits he embedded in the courtyard walls around his home, which, in retrospect, was also the man's greatest work. Vordian kamir, or Armenian cochineal, is not only a unique insect, but also has an important meaning in Armenian culture. It was from this creature that the famous red ink was obtained for writing parchments and royal letters it is a rare endemic species with limited and decreasing habitat and numbers it is considered critically endangered they live underground except for breeding and larvae implanting on the stems of plants they are oval in shape and soft bodied with several horizontal fragments for its body The female has no clear separation into the head chest and abdomen and has a color of dark cherry they have short poorly developed legs and no wings the female is from 2 to 12 millimeters in length or seven hundredths to one half of an inch the male's body has clear divisions of head chest and abdomen and is much smaller than the female at 2 to 4.5 millimeters in length or seven one-hundredths to two-tenths of an inch. On the male's chest, there is one pair of transparent wings and has long legs adapted for relatively quick movement. The number of these insects in the area is large, but the problem is the reduction of their habitats. There is a reserve which has been created for these creatures in order to preserve them. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Armenia, in our Nations of the World podcast series. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast so you won't miss out on our next episode, Australia. Is it possible for a group of British convicts to travel by sea on a voyage for eight months to a new land and successfully farm it for food and to colonize it? Australia's history says yes. Today, the founding of this nation is celebrated as Australia Day, but the original inhabitants of the land, the Aboriginal Australians, call it Invasion Day. Australia is a nation of many firsts, largests, longests, and oldest. Join me to learn more about what makes this country so interesting and unique. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world.